Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. I'm Scientist Johnny. And I'm Scientist Trevor. Oh ho, let's make a key for Solomon. What do you think? It's Solomon's key on Retro Blist. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blist. Thanks for joining us. Here's a quick Patreon shout out. Go to Patreon, look up Retro Blist. Yeah, today's game, Solomon's Key. Thanks Andrew and all the patrons. Johnny, let's jump right into the review. What do you think of the graphics? Oh, they were good. What do you think? Okay, okay. What about the music? Yeah, it was just one song, but it was alright. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, the gameplay. Uh, it got frustrating, but who cares? It was uh, good. Well, well, game. Yeah, yeah, what's your final score? I'm going to give it a... A 6.5, what do you think? Uh, 5 out of 10. Uh, that works. All right, fan feedback. All right, let's do it. Uh, right here from Andrew Coetta says, Hey guys, uh, I hate you, so I'm going to make you play this game. Here we go, Solomon's Key. Yep. All right, that's He's all right. the feedback. Yeah, that's all, all the feedback. Right. Right. Now it's time for a blast quiz. Johnny, yes. what color am I thinking of right now? Blue. Wrong. Dang it. That's the show this week, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Hey, you know what else we should do? Listen to Retro Blist! Meta! Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blast. If you ever wondered what a one minute version of our show would sound like, that was it. Now you know. Was it better or was it worse? That's for you, the listener, to decide. And did we say anything true? Hmm. Did we spoil the whole show? Or I did. did we make it up? 100%. Oh man. <laughs> well, I made it up, so just listen. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about what I was saying. <laughs> I never do. Wait, yeah, that's, that's normal. <laughs> hey, welcome to Retro Blast, your weekly Mostly game-by-game game podcast, unless we decide to cover multiple games. That's right. And uh, today, we have our Patreon pick for February. That's right, we sure do. Uh, now, Trevor, tell the kids really quick, uh, if they go to Patreon and they decide to, for whatever reason that I couldn't possibly understand, to uh, support us by donating to our Patreon, what's one of the things they would get to do? Well, for a $5 and up tier, you can vote... Literally, any game you think of, I just create a poll every month. You write it in. It could be Barbie's Camping Adventure. It could be Solomon's Key. And then we just put them all in a hat. We draw one, and that's the game we cover that month. Right. If it's not a game I own the physical cartridge, we'll figure out a way to do it, if at all possible. Yeah. We try to go physical first. That's a weird (laughs) sentence. Uh, Yeah. But we try to go physical copy first, is what I probably should have said. Uh, But we will go through other avenues if need be. Now... Uh, Andrew, our buddy Andrew, picked this game this week, and this is one he had been pushing for ever since we started Patreon. He has voted every single month to cover this game, yeah. and it never won. And finally, this month, I think two or three other people felt bad for him and yeah. voted for him. Through the sheer pity yeah. and love for Andrew. They could have voted for any game they wanted to. Thousands of games, if There's, you think yeah. about it. Yeah. And they voted for this game out any of Any game before the year 2000. Yeah, is like, eligible. Is yeah. eligible. And they chose Solomon's Key. Solidarity. Out of, out of uh, solidarity for Andrew. Yeah. And in a way, it kind of warms my heart, Trevor, yeah. that the little community that we've grown are, are growing together and supporting one another. Yes. 
Must be that fresh manure uh, fertilizer we put on the dirt. Yeah, it must it be. Makes it makes it grow yeah. and blossom. All that total trash that we throw out there yeah. finally, finally is blossoming into something beautiful. Speaking of recycled garbage, uh, Solomon's Key. <laughs> Just kidding, Andrew. Solomon's Key was 1987 by Tecmo, probably best known for their sports games. Yep. Like Tecmo Bowl. Uh, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Came out for a lot of other systems too, uh, but it was based, which to me, is, this kind of blows my mind. This was based on a 1986 arcade game. And when I think of arcade games, I think of quick, you know, beat em ups, you know, Pac Man. Yeah. Not that Pac Man's a beat em up, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Not beat up on them ghosts. Not long games that could take hours and hours to get through. But the more you think about it, it makes sense just because I can see this game. This is also a slight spoiler alert. Costed me many a quarter if I was playing it. Right, because it's, it's challenging, but and it's very long, which I guess is kind of a spoiler alert too. But it's bite-sized levels, yeah. so yeah, I, it makes sense as an arcade game. But I never would have guessed that if I didn't know it. And it's not easy. No, really, you don't need to listen anymore. It's long and it's not easy. Yeah, that's the review. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, this is where we normally talk about our memories. We don't have any. Of anything. I have a really funny recent one. This is more of an amnesia moment, though, not a memory. Well, I'm so, interested here. I've owned Solomon's Key for a while. I never had it as a kid. Neither one of us did. But I've owned it for a couple years. I saw it in a, a used game shop for probably five bucks. Decided to pick it up. I'd heard good things about it. And then I thought I'd played it. And I thought, that's a pretty cool game. It's like a top-down puzzle platformer in my head. Yeah, so, I, now, to back you up, when I asked you if you had played this game, that's what you told me it was. Yes. <laughs> As I didn't tell him that Johnny to Johnny for months. And when Andrew kept wanting to cover the game on our Patreon, that's the game I had in my head. And then when this game actually won the vote just a few days ago, I finally looked into it. I've never played this game. <laughs> I was thinking of Solstice. Yes. Which is an NES game that's a puzzle action game, but it's very different. So, but in all fairness, yeah. the their names are sort of similar. Sort of, I and also they're both kind of action puzzle or puzzle games. That just blew my mind though. This game's been sitting on my shelf, and I never even tested it out to make sure it worked because I thought I'd played it. And spoiler alert: it worked. It did work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did woke. It did woke. It did woke. How we done, Donnie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's my amnesia memory. Yeah. Uh, never played the game. Until amnesia today. memory. That's 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 re- that doesn't dumb. make sense, does it? That's re- dumb. <laughs> that's re- dumb. That's re- dumb. <laughs> PC. That's redone. So, (laughs) what else is there to say, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, What's your memory of keys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They've helped me get into the places I've lived for years. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Uh, They seem really cool, like to get into like some sort of treasure chest. Yeah. I think uh, Zelda. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a Mario game used keys too at some point. You get a key and it'll open a door. Super Mario World, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ghost houses? Yes. Let's look at, speaking of keys, let's look at the cover to the actual cartridge and see. I want you to tell me if you think it's accurate. Yeah. Okay. That's something we should start doing. I just made it up now. Yeah, Trevor's going to go grab the cartridge. So, if we remember, we're going to start uh, looking and seeing if we think it's accurate. If our amnesia memories can work. So, here's Tecmo, Solomon Key. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to describe the cartridge artwork on the cartridge. That's artwork on the cartridge for those who aren't paying attention. The artwork is on the cartridge. Uh, okay, now the wi- there's a. I'm assuming he's a wizard. Dana or Dana? Yeah, uh, he uh, he's making some sort of magic trick. 
There's little weird floating heads attacking him and some fairies above him. And he's floating on two bricks. I gotta say, honestly, overall, it's not yeah. that far off. It's not. And the O in Solomon's, the first O, is a key. Yeah. Um, which is totally pivotal to the game. Right, yes. This is one of the most accurate cartridge covers I've seen. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't look like the graphics look. Oh, no, no, no. But it really does tell yeah. you what you're getting into. Yeah, he's creating blocks, yeah. So, But, uh, do you want to start off with the graphics? Let's let's do it. This game, just so everybody knows, we're not breaking any new ground here. This is a, an action uh, puzzler. with Platformer? I would put platformer on there. Jump. But you're kind of creating your own platforms in a way. Yeah. Uh, but just let's talk graphically real quick. Yeah. Uh, what year did this game come out? 1987. Okay, for 87, I have to say, it actually looks all right, honestly, for that year. Yeah. I mean, it's an earlier NES game. Yeah. Uh, you can't really complain about it. Honestly, there's games that look way worse than this one. Yeah, this is based on an 86 arcade game. It's 87 NES game. I mean, it's it's in that early release. It's hard not to compare it to Super Mario Brothers, which is a different kind of game. But compared to other non-Super Mario Brothers games, I think it compares favorably I would to say other so. games from that year. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's simple, but I don't think it's... I think it gets the point across. It's, I, I would say it's simple, and it does get the point across like you said, but also sometimes there is a lot going on on the screen. Yeah. And it seems to handle that fairly decently overall. There was yeah. a little bit of slowdown every once in a while, but it was rare... And, right. I mean, this thing was handling all kinds of enemies on the screen at once. And these enemies don't just sit still. They move around and do things. I think for a puzzle game, maybe graphically the most important thing is, for me, A, you get some different backgrounds, which this game does. Yeah. Um, every background's at least a little different. And B, you're not thrown off because the graphics aren't precise or you're not quite sure what something is. I don't think you die because of the graphics in this game. Right, I'd agree. So, yeah. Um, and I like Dana. Uh his sprite. I mean, he obviously, I think, was probably modeled after Link. Yeah, I can see that. But then again, bit. I mean, he's a wizard. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he doesn't look just like Link, though. He looks a little no, different. It's not like Link was the first green fairy. <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say wizard, but Link was not a wizard. I thought he was an elf. Am I right? He's an elf, yes. Yeah. He grew up with the fairies, but he's, I don't know. Hey, fairies factor into this game. I'm card here, but. We're going to say he was just an elf boy, and I made up the fairy part. Okay, he was an elf boy? Yeah. That works for me. Uh, I would say Peter Panish. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Which actually is what Link was modeled after. Yeah. So, so that makes that go. kind of makes sense to me. And he is even more so, if you ask me. The Sol- uh, uh, Dana is way even more uh, Peter Panish in how he kind of moves and stuff. He yeah. can't fly. But, you know, he does all kinds of other magical things. Right. Stuff. He is definitely a wizard. Like, he's he's a wizard with only two magical tricks, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, do you want? Let's go ahead and do music. Yeah. Let's do that next. Now, there's only really two, maybe three different songs in this. There's one main one that you would definitely hear way more than the others that plays mm-hmm. during the normal levels. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it is... It's pretty catchy, i got to be honest. It's not bad at all. It's fairly good. But you will hear it a lot. That's the thing. You will hear it again and again and again. And then you will hear it when... uh, Because there's another spoiler alert. This game also times you. You have a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. limit to finish it in. Finish each level in. And it will actually change the music when time's running low. Yeah. So you will hear probably both of those quite a bit. 
Yeah, and when we first started playing, because today was my first experience, my actually said to you, I kind of like the music. But then you're right, you pretty much only hear that one song, yeah. more or less. I feel like this is one that you will like the music the first few times, mm-hmm. but then it would just kind of become in the background and you wouldn't really yeah. pay much attention. That's a good point, because there's some games, after an hour, I want to mute them. Yeah. This isn't one of those, it's just I kind of forgot the music after yeah. an hour. Yeah, you don't. You will not feel the need to mute it, because it's good. Speaking of. But it's not good enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I should think how long we played. Well, we'll get into that with gameplay. Yeah. We'll we'll, played a while. Let's go and get into gameplay. All right, so this is his. Let's talk about his powers first, okay? Because I think it's the best way to describe them. Well, his main thing is that he can create platforms or blocks, mm-hmm. and this is vital to playing this game. The key to this game, and I meant to use that word, uh, oh. is that you're trying to get a key to unlock the door on each level, and you got to go about a way to finding the key and getting to the door. And I think. If you've not looked at a screenshot for this game, it's really essential to know. Every level is just a single screen, and it's totally a side view like Mario. Yeah. It's a side view, it's a single screen, and the goal is, you're right, it's always the same. Find the key, jump in the doorway. Finding the key is easy, it's always out in the open, yeah. but getting to it is not always easy. At least in the first so many levels, which we'll, <laughs> we reveal how many we played yeah. soon. But also, but. he can do other things, like you can, there's all kinds of collectibles in this. I mean, there's a bunch but one of them is like a fireball power. Well, as far as I know, that's all you can do is yeah. create the blocks. But that's another the thing. Fireball. Is yeah. He has a fireball attack, but those are not unlimited. No, they're not. The the thing that threw me off the most, I think, with the items, is as far as I can tell, only the fireball really does anything. And there's a scroll you collect, which simply lets you collect more fireballs. Yeah. All the other ones are either points, or if you collect nine fairies, you get a life. Or there is one that gives you a super fireball. But the thing is, there's like dozens of different things you can collect in this game. And most of them just give you points. Yeah. That throws me off a little bit. That's a lot of the arcade that's, coming back. That's true, yeah. But what do you think about... Nothing. Okay. The controls. Because you mentioned the fireball. This is where we're going to have some uh, angry Andrews. <laughs> uh these controls are, man, I think I think the fact that jump is the up button mm-hmm. is its main sin, if you ask me. I don't know why they mapped it that way. I mean, you said, one of the things you said, just make shooting a fireball up and B. That's and, the thing. And just make B jump. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm usually or like... Or up and A, just swinging your, you know... Right. And I'm usually not one to complain about slightly odd controls. But there's plenty of times where you would jump and you don't mean to because you're just trying to control. I feel like it wasn't necessary to make the jump button up because the B button is right there. Or I'm saying it backwards, I think. A A creates the blocks and B should have jumped. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. should (laughs) have. I mean, I told you, you know, know, Super Mario Brothers came out, what, two years before this, I think. Yeah. You know, it was only the most influential game of all time, probably. Saved video games. Why not mimic it a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a reason they didn't make up the jump button. Now, granted, this isn't just a platformer, but you do a lot of platforming. I feel like I had heard somewhere when they were creating Mario, originally, up was going to be the jump button. In your head, it makes sense. If you've but, never played a game before. But when they were making it, they were like, this doesn't control near as smoothly. Right. So they changed it. And the thing with Solomon's Key is, yes, the B button shoots fireballs. 
but you're probably only going to shoot one to three fireballs in a whole level. Yeah. If you're lucky. You're going to jump probably 50 times. I mean, what do you think? I think if B is jump, yeah, I think up and B would have worked for yeah. a fireball, or even down and B. Yeah. D- yeah. I disagree with up being the jump button. I just I just think it was not a great decision. I agree 100%. It's very annoying. It, le- it led to many uh, times where we would mess up, but we didn't mean to because we had accidentally pushed that button. And to be fair... Because you're going to push up because I yeah. have a giant thumb. <laughs> I yes. have a giant stupid we, thumb. We don't have child hands anymore. Yeah, I have a giant stupid thumb that will hit uh, large areas of the D-pad at once. Yeah. <laughs> and I would jump sometimes. Uh, not meaning to. Exactly, because because you also press up and A to, for example, to use your wand to create a block above you. So I don't know. It's in the heat of the moment. I almost think they did it on purpose. Yeah. Because in the heat of the moment, you're like, ugh, and you end up jumping and falling and having to start over. I don't know. I don't know if it's on purpose to intentionally make it more tricky, but as an adult with a limited attention span, I just wish B was a jump button. Yeah. And let's but. also get into it. This is a very very, very difficult game. My goodness. It is incredibly difficult, and it really just kind of tosses you into the wolves. You know, a lot of these puzzle games, even the ones that are notoriously difficult, mm-hmm. or even just games in general, will give you some levels to really kind of get you used to the mm-hmm. game and going before they start ratcheting up Right. how difficult it is. This one was tough by level five. So we beat the first four levels not too bad. I think we spent 30 to 40 minutes on level 5. Yeah. Which is really going to make us look ignorant. Very much so. Because I don't think it's supposed to be that hard. We're ignorant, but we're also honest. Yes, we are honest. We about gave up on level 5. We finally made it to level 7. Yeah, I was mad I didn't record you playing level 5 because it was quite hilarious for me. I was getting so mad. Yeah. And I finally made it to the top. I had the key. All I had to do was jump into the doorway. (laughs) And I forgot he has such a pathetic jump. Yeah. Which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. So you barely missed the door, and on top of that, you got burned. And I got burned on my way down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not picking on the game too much. The controls are actually pretty good. They really are. It's a pretty solid. The up jumping throws me off. But it's just so hard. It's so hard. I don't feel like they needed to make the controls that extra layer of tricky. Yeah. And you already mentioned the time limit. I think that, that's totally unnecessary. Yeah, it's overkill. This game is hard enough, and it's not just Mario Brothers where you're running left to right. You got to you got to study on yeah, it a bit. There's strategy involved yeah. in this. You got to figure out a best way to get to places, a best way to take enemies out of the equation. Yeah, there's all kinds of things you got to do. But this game does not give you enough time. Your health bar yeah. is your time limit, which yeah. is funny because you don't really have a health bar. One hit and you're dead. And there's all kinds but. of extra things. Uh, that are some stuff just hidden in plain in the midair that you wouldn't even know about yeah. unless you, somebody told you. And the only reason I even know that is because I watched somebody play it on YouTube. And they were just getting all right. these kind of secrets and stuff. I was like, I would have never known any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, before before you start thinking we're total morons, which is true. Yeah, we're, we're not going to deny that. But we did try. It's not we, we made it to the seventh level, which I know sounds pathetic because, spoiler alert, there's 50 regular levels. Yeah. We played about an hour, I would think. We played 75 minutes plus. I just oh, looked at the... Okay. Yeah. That's sad. So, <laughs> but over half of that was spent on level five. Yeah. And it's not that it's that hard, but I think people who grew up playing this game are going to think, you guys are way overselling how hard it is. Yeah. But so I part, think part of me thinks Andrew's going to think we're really... Well, he already knows we're stupid. Yeah. But that... 
like we shouldn't have a, had this much trouble with this game. Yeah. But neither of us had never really played it until this week. That's the thing. I grew up playing Donkey Kong Country. and I grew up playing Mario 3 and Sonic. Right. And when I plowed through that game for the review, you and Chris were like, what? You beat it for the review? Yeah. But there's a certain amount of muscle memory. Yeah. I think if you grow up playing this game, you're going to plow through the first 10 and, to 20 levels. And since you bragged, when we went back and played Mario 3, like I was right. going through it like it was nothing. And see, when I was like eight years old, I entered a coloring contest at a grocery store. This is good and good. And I won $10. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was a terrible picture. <laughs> what did you color? Do you remember? Oh, it was an ice cream truck because I wanted to be an ice cream <laughs> truck driver when I grew up. <laughs> And it was terrible, but I think they had pity on me. You've seen me draw. Why did you want to be an ice cream truck driver? Probably because I liked ice cream. I was a really fat kid. Um, yeah, so I just thought I'd brag a little. As opposed to really suave adult that you are. Yes. Svelte. As opposed to now. Yeah, a svelte adult. Yeah. So, yes, level five about cost us both our salvation. Here, I'm going to back you up on your coloring thing. Okay. I would every time you would go into the I would go into the grocery store when I was a kid. Yeah, you, they would always have those contests around here all the time, yeah. and you would see all the pictures the kids would color, just plastered up on the walls and stuff. Yeah, at one place, and uh, I was like, oh, man, I need to do that because I felt I was really good at coloring at the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I am an artist. I don't want to brag, but I'm not. But I never did it, so I'm very jealous of you. You never did it. That's no, amazing. I never did it. Never did it. So. I won more prize money with my art than you, unless you've entered some. That's probably not true. I mean, I get paid for mine now. But <laughs> mine was on a wall that that's couples true. of people saw. That's true. To be fair. This has been stolen and sold on eBay. That's true. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. We're it's called it. a draw. We're, yeah, we're even. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Oh, yeah. Bragging. Yeah. So speaking we made it to level seven. Speaking of bragging, level seven. We totes got there. Oh, yeah. And I think we could have beat... Level 7 didn't seem as frustrating as level 5. Level 5, definitely, of the 7 that we played, felt the most difficult. <laughs> and I feel bad for only playing 7 levels of a 50-level game. But we played almost an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't want to play anymore. I was just tired of it. <laughs> level 5 took so long that we really... For the review, we really couldn't play anymore, did It they? really took... Uh, it takes... This game is one of those games that's so hard that it takes the win out from underneath you. Yeah. There's a lot of games that are like that. I think uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins is very similar to me. Yeah. And that it's a really fun game, and I really wanted to be better at it, or get yeah. better at it and go farther, but it just comes to a point where you're like, I'm just done. I'm just finished. Well, I know Johnny's coming across as really negative now, and literally everything I've said has sounded negative. But Let's be positive about it, too. But Let's go ahead and get into the, what we like I, about I don't it. have, not to spoil my review, but I don't have overall negative opinion about this game. It's just that the difficulty... Is like front and center. Yeah. So we have to talk about it. It doesn't hide it. <laughs> but there's first big positive. 50 regular levels. 64 levels counting all the secret rooms. There's a lot of game here. A lot of game. The first seven levels are very different despite being well, single screen levels. Yeah. Apparently, um, bodily functions. I apologize. No, what do you apologize? This is retroplast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have done it on the microphone. Um, <laughs> what show do you think you're on? Apparently, the four there's four rooms for each of the twelve zodiac constellations. Don't ask me why, but this okay. game has a lot of symbology like that. Yeah, it does. Um, and now I'm going to look really dumb here, but is symbology a word? It probably is. It sounds like it should yeah. be if it's not. Unless I'm just in some alternate universe, I feel like it is. You're probably right. I just don't hear it very often. Just like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Why do I always have to follow up everything you say with self-deprecation? I know. You should be more proud of our accomplishments. I, I mean, you made 10 bucks off of color in, at one time. Exactly. Speaking of defecation, yeah. Um, the biggest secret. This is one game I don't think you can just watch people play it and really get better. Unless you literally just do every move they do. Because there's hundreds of ways to get through every level. Or at least a dozen. You yeah. just got to do it the way that works for you. Which I love that about it. This game, this game more than a lot of other puzzle games, gives you a lot of freedom. It really does. And I'm just going to say this. The difficulty threw me off, and I got angry. But this kind of puzzle game is way more my style than Tetris or Dr. Mario, for the most part. Because it mixes, I love platforming games. And it totally mixes that in with it. With some action, even. And some action, along with true puzzle this may sound weird, but to me, this is more of a true puzzle game than like Dr. Mario. If you take the word puzzle literally, because you're puzzling out a solution. To me, Dr. Mario is almost like, I don't know. I mean, it's a puzzle game, but you know what I mean? I kind of consider them both kind of the same. I don't know. To me, well, I'll put it this way. If you played Zelda, which most people have, this is more like Zelda, like in hyperspeed. Because you got to figure out a solution really quick to get through the screen. So it's that kind of puzzle game. I okay. guess I'm saying something really obvious. Sorry, I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to back up everything you say with uh, a complete... Yeah, that's right, man. So Trevor's an artist. Yeah, that's right, man. But up A and B. That's yeah. the biggest secret in this game. That's right. And the that biggest is, secret. And it's a lifesaver. And it will... Literally. Because what I was unaware of, when I was playing with without that knowledge beforehand, when I was mm-hmm. playing by myself, I didn't know that. And every time I would lose my lives... I had to restart the whole game. Yeah. All over. But if you get a game over screen and you hit up A and B all at the same time, you actually get to start back where you just died. And super, Yeah, super easy. Up A, B, when you see the game over screen, yeah. you're good to go from that level. It's vital. It's, I can't imagine. We would not have played even half an hour if it wasn't for that. As a child, I appreciate the challenge and the fact that you got crazy awesome value from this game. It'll probably take you two years to even come close to beating it. But as an adult in 2018, with limited time, limited patience, and a failing brain, <laughs> without this trick... A lot of things going against us. This game probably gets one to two points added to it. A terrible diet, a terrible sense of self. Right. This yeah. show. This show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fans uh, who make us play games that make us feel like idiots. Yeah, that's the main thing I will never forgive Andrew for. Right. So this game, yeah, without that up A and B... I, I don't think we would have made it past level five because we every time we got a game over on level five, we would have had to play the first four levels yeah. over. And I told you, can you imagine the patience? I respect kids like Andrew because I was a kid in the 80s yeah. and 90s. I think Andrew's older than us. Oh, yeah. I was not a kid in the 70s or 50s like Andrew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? That's a good point. So he's probably a little older when he played this game. Not by a lot, to be fair. But, but yeah. I'll say as a 10-year-old, for example... If I was... Having, I wouldn't be able to handle this at 10. Say I made it to level 30 because I was a miracle worker. And then I died and had to restart the whole game over. I would have lost my... I would have cried and probably yeah. never played again. Uh, I would have cried as a 35-year-old. Right. So... I cry constantly as it is in the first place. I'm just mind-boggled at the patience that kids yeah. had. In, I cried at I Cool mean, Runnings when it was on the other night. I've never seen that movie. You've I'm, never seen Cool Runnings? I don't know why that surprises you at this oh, point. It shouldn't surprise me. I know I know it's a movie about uh, the 7-Up mascot, Cool Spot. Yeah, that's it. And he's running. Yeah, there you go. That's all I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Dead on. Five stars. 
<laughs> up A and B adds two points to this game for yep. me because it makes it doable. Because you might die 30 times on one level, but at least you can keep restarting at that level. That's right, yeah. But, that being said, literally all you're doing is creating blocks, jumping, and shooting fireballs. But it's one of those games you got to play for yourself because, like Johnny said, it's almost a platform creator. You've got to cleverly create your own platforms, block enemies with your blocks, sort of... That's your only weapon. Your only weapon is sort of a defense. By creating barriers with your blocks... The only way to kill enemies, besides your very limited fireballs, is to create a platform and then knock it out from under them. Some of the enemies that works for. Yeah, some of them it works for. Other ones you just got to trap. Right. So, uh, I think we're kind of ready for our final scores. I think so. I think so, too. Do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter to me. It truly doesn't matter. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't... We every, I always, always assign a score to every game we cover. Because I, I mentioned this last two episodes, I'm brave. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. You, like you said, some people fight fires. I mean, I, you're the bravest person I know. Exactly, because I will assign a score to a game that only played seven out of fifty levels. That's right. Now, to be fair, though, I feel I might be slightly more braver than you, just because I have to be me every day. <laughs> okay, I can't argue. I figured um, I had to do self-deprecation since you do it. That's good. Yeah, we're a good team. I don't feel guilty, though, reviewing this game after seven levels because we played almost an hour and a half. I totally get how it works. I'm just assuming that it keeps getting more complex and more challenging. I'm taking that into consideration. I'm not really reviewing it just on seven levels we played. I'm reviewing it knowing there's 64 levels counting all the secrets. I'm reviewing it knowing that if you like it, you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of content here. And here's the thing. I think our whole talk came off as pretty negative because this game caused a level of frustration. I thought like there's one game we played that caused just much frustration. I'm trying to remember what it was. Are you sure? I think this was even more frustrating than Ghosts and Goblins to me. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. But it caused a lot of frustration. Here's the thing, though. I think it's a cool game. Like, I like... Cool game, bro. It's a cool game, bro. I like that it doesn't feel too puzzly. Like, it kind of does feel like a platformer. And the puzzle part is just trying not to die, sort of. I really like that. I really, despite the whole up button jumping, I like the way it feels. I think it feels really good. To me, it feels like it's not quite stuck in the super, super retro arcade era. But it's also not quite... It doesn't feel quite as modern as Super Mario Brothers, to be honest. It feels somewhere in between. But I think it's a pretty cool thing. Um, how far will I make it? How much will I come back? I'm not sure. I can't imagine ever beating this game. I really can't. If there was a password system, I don't think there is. If there was a password system to start back where you left off after you turned it off, I'd be more likely to try to finish it. That being said, I think it's a cool game, and you're, you're probably going to be blown away. I'm going to do something I used to do. So I'm going to start off with a average five, because you know five is a total average. I took away a full point because of the up button jumping because I felt like I died unfairly a couple of times. You legit just, you, when, we were, when you were playing it, you legit said that out loud to me. I did. I said, it loses a point, <laughs> period. Yeah. Because it made me mad. You made it a point to say that to it. The up button did not have to be the jump button. I'm sorry. So four out of 10. But just the clever use of the block system, the fact that it turns the platformer on its head, that you create your own platforms is super cool. That raises it to a six. 
to me, the music and graphics are very solid, so I'm not going to lose it points or add it points for that. I said that really weird. Well, my, fact, phone, my phone's going off. I was probably throwing you off. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. And I, can't I, I thought it was my phone. I can't reach worse. it to silence it. <laughs> the fact, though, that you can press up A and B and not lose all your progress adds half a point. I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10, which to me signifies a game that's got some flaws or some things that frustrate me. Man, your phone's ringing a long time. <laughs> yeah, it won't stop. Shut up, phone. There it is. Shut All up. right. But it's a very above average game. The only reason it's not higher is because, i got to be honest, it frustrates me so much that I have a feeling once if I ever get to like level 15 to 20, it's probably going to overwhelm me completely. But for now, it's well above average. It's, it's fun and frustrating in equal measures to me. I enjoyed it. I'm tempted to go higher, but I did get so frustrated that I thought, Six and a half out of ten for now. If I ever make it to level fifty, I'll let you know and I'll bump the score up. Hmm. All right. Well, Trevor, while I'm giving my score, can you hand me my phone? Yeah. Because I'm going to need it for later. Uh, now, this strikes me as one of those games that some people will absolutely, and I would assume Andrew's one of these, adore this game. Like they, as soon as they get it, they're just kind of struck with Solomon's key fever. Mm-hmm. And they won't quit playing it, and they'll just always talk about how great this game is. I can see that in this game. I can totally, 100% understand that. For me, though, the experience was different. <laughs> now, while I'm saying this, and it sounds like I'm going to be negative, there's a lot that I really, really liked about this game, and there was a lot that I didn't like about this game. As Trevor's phone goes off, we're professionals. No, actually, I was looking up the price on eBay. Oh, okay. You're going to ask that. I am. Uh, now, uh, I am I was struggling with what I was going to give this game. Now, I love a good puzzle game. I truly do. And this one does a lot of things other puzzle games do that I'm not aware of. Like, you pretty much have so much freedom when compared to other ones. There's just so much you can kind of do and create for yourself. And there's different ways. Uh, like, if you, I guarantee if you watch three or four different videos of this, then those people did it a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I wouldn't doubt that. So I really, really like that. I hate the up button thing. Can't stand that. That's dumb. Also, really, really hate how hard it is at the very beginning. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. And I am not above <laughs> punishing a game score for how stupidly hard this is and for making me feel like a complete moron. I can do that. I can do that myself just looking in the mirror. Yeah. I don't need a video game to do the same for me. I want, When I play a game, I want to have fun. That's the key for me yeah. is fun. Now, I did have fun playing this, but I was frustrated way more than I had fun. And that's just me being honest and upfront. Yeah. However, there's a lot about this game to like. I cannot sit here and tell you that this is a bad game because it's not. It's a good game. It's a well-made game. They put time into this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this a six. I think it's well above average. I couldn't, for the life of me, go into the seven territory though, just before, just because of all the reasons that I said. So I'm going to give it a six, which still means with my six and your six point five, this is still retroblist approved. It's still yeah. a very good game, and I do think that uh, some people will play this, and the second they play it, it's going to click in their heads, and they're going to love it and think that we should have gave it an 8 or a 9. And here's the thing. With my 6.5, compared to some games that have scored in that range, this intrigues me a lot more because I don't have another game that's really like this. You know, if you take a platformer that's a 6.5 out of 10, 
it's not going to stand out from the crowd at all. It feels very original. This game stands out from the crowd. So yeah, it's not it's not a mediocre run of the mill game. It's just when you counter in all the frustration, that's where we land on it. Yeah. But the game does go for a little more than I thought. It makes me wonder what I paid for it. Um, but it looks like fifteen dollars or even twenty dollars for a really good, clean looking copy. Hmm. But fifteen dollars seems doable. I feel like if you think what we said sounds intriguing, I would give it a try for fifteen bucks. I really would. There is a and like we said, there is a lot of game here. Right. It's not just like a ten levels and you're finished type of thing. Right. I would have a hard time going to twenty just because there's a good chance you'll never make it past level ten. Um, or maybe that's just us. Uh, but I would give it a try if it sounds intriguing. I really, I really would. And with that being said, I think it's time to shut our mouths uh-huh. and see what our sponsors have to say. That's a good idea. So what you're trying to say is we should play this commercial right about now. That's pretty much what I said. Yeah. Uh, okay. So commercial now. Is it sure. Now. Okay. Now. Well, well, now you know what it's time for, though. Fan, Fan feedback. Feedback. Back. Feedback. Feedback. Back. Feedback. Back. Back. Go to our Facebook page and look up Retroblist, and you can join the community that is slowly but surely growing there like a mold on the walls <laughs> of, your, of your soul. Uh, Andrew Cohen says, and this again was Andrew's game, so let's see what Andrew had to say. Why did he keep picking this game? Where to begin? I want to try to read this like it's a Civil War uh, love letter to someone's loved one because I feel like it's like, where to begin? I guess I need to thank the other patrons for the assist this month. Stay rad. This is a family favorite that I love dearly. It is in the top five NES games and can be number one depending on the day you ask me. See, like I was saying. So, I like to see Andrew play in this game because obviously, if it's possibly his number one game, he did not yell near as much as we did. And he grew up with it, so I guarantee he's much better than us at it. Well, here we go. Uh, I have never gotten past the... 47th stage. We didn't get past 7th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it can be challenging on both a puzzle and a platforming level. The music can be repetitive, but it fills me with nostalgia, so I don't mind. Which I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother was always better at this growing up, but I think I can get further than him now. He'll visit the summer, so we'll have to test that. I hope everyone gives this game a shot, as it will surely improve their lives. I don't know about that. Can I just respond real quick to Andrew? Yeah. I totally get it. I really do. This is one of those games that I think has that potential to be a family favorite. And I love that about it. Just because I didn't grow up with it. But I totally see that. Like, I don't I don't think Andrew's on some glue or whatever people sniff these days. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, it also proves that anyone named Dana is awesome. Looking at you, Scully. That's, your, that's from X-Men. I mean, X-Men. That's oh. from X-Files. What's X-Files? You never watched it. 
Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, gentlemen, and you are welcome. And then our buddy Timmy Max said, "Most of my memories are more recent, but I did rent this as a kid. It's an action puzzle game with a good with good mechanics, and it's the definition of Nintendo heart. I would agree there. I enjoy puzzle games and have gone back to this multiple times in recent years." Though I haven't gotten very far, I enjoy it. The only thing I don't love is the fact that jump is mapped to the up direction. But it's easy to get used to during a session. What do you guys think? And he put a hashtag, blisters for life, because he's a retro blister. Oh man, it's catching on. <laughs> it is, I did something. And then Douglas Delecky Jr. says, I remember this being the prequel to Fire and Ice. Is This game had a sequel. Uh, and that puzzle games are best left to Tetris and Dr. Mario's smiley face. Ouch. I'm going to have to kind of agree with him on that. You but know what? I think this is one of those games, like I said, you're either going to really, really love it or you're going to be like, you know, this is a good game, but it's not for me. You know what? I basically had the same review two weeks in a row. I gave this and Dr. Mario the same score, and I basically said the same thing. Super solid games that frustrate me a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, we just had a couple of comments on our Instagram, but you should definitely head to Instagram. Follow Retro Blist. I really post on there... Probably even more than Facebook. Um, Escape Soul 01, who I'm 99% sure is Christopher Kellogg. I've never quite asked, but I'm just assuming. He said, I have no thoughts or memories of this game. What if you just stop there? I have no thoughts. <laughs> I have no thoughts or memories. I've never played it before. That thing... Oh, yeah. This is definitely Christopher Kellogg. I don't know why I question that. That being said, please feel free to pour yourselves a big bowl of Frosted Flakes and enjoy this okay game. I see what he did there. And by the looks of it... I would probably enjoy your your review more than the game. So, Mr. Kellogg, we will enjoy your Frosted Flakes. Thank you very much. Now they had a Lucky Charms to them. To Frosted Flakes? Yes. It's, I'm telling you, it's amazing. Seems unnecessary, but I would try it. It's really good. Skalter, also known as Mr. Skulls, says, I remember always seeing this game in the rental store. I know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but that's exactly what I did. I never gave it a chance because the box art didn't appeal to me so much. The box art's a little odd. Yeah. It's not immediately appealing. So, I'll, yeah. You just have to get to know it, like us. So, we weren't unusual for not trying this game, no. apparently. But I'm glad we did, I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. And speaking of glad. Yes. It's time for something else we should all be glad for. And that, of course, is the Bliss Quiz. Quiz. gaming quiz show that's not always about the retro games just kind of loosely based on it yeah you can win prizes and money not really no play along at home try to beat our score johnny yes you i'll go first first Trevor. question uh since you always get to do yours about the game pretty much i have to go a different route and this game was a little tougher i locked that in a while back yeah <laughs> so uh i kind of just took the word key and ran with it so right. here we go trevor which of these is a famous i gave you an easy one to start off with which of these is a famous key in The Hobbit? I'm going to name some keys. I should know this. And you tell me which one it is. Is it A, the key to Dead Man's Chest? Nope. B, the Mershon Pipe key? C, the Winged Keys? Or D, the key to Erebor? Erebor. Ding, ding, ding. Winged Keys is Harry Potter, isn't it? It is indeed. Cool. So. Your nerd card's coming Something. Back. Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. The nerd card I can maintain usually. Your first question, 
Two of your questions were partially given away by fan feedback, but I, I might still trick you. As I drop things. Good job. Did you notice every time you got a game over screen, it says your GDV score? Yeah. The letters GDV? Yeah, which could stand for some terrible things. Yes. <laughs> it's never explained in the game what the heck that is. But like it would say 47 or 48, it's usually a low number for us. <laughs> what does that actually stand for? That's a good question. Is it A, gamer death value, B, game deviation value, or C, grand determined value? None of those sound like it should be something that should be on there. One I'm of them gonna, is true, though. I'm going to go with A. Just take a total shot in the dark. Gamer death value makes sense, but nope. It's game deviation value. Stupid. It's actually a combination of just how well you did summed up in a number. Like real life. Yeah, but I know that just from how well I did because I played it. It is weird. It's not your score because your score is a different thing. It's like judging you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. This game just constantly judges you. Like Andrew's judging yeah, us now. Andrew's judging us from afar. Trevor, number two for you. Which is false? About Francis Scott Key. I'm going to give oh, you four man. things. One of these things is not true. Okay. He supported going to war in 1812. His friends considered him tone deaf. He liked to be called Frank. He was a lawyer in Washington. One of those is not true. Which one is not true? I bet he hated to be called Frank. I want to go with that one. Incorrect. Oh. All his friends and family called him Frank. Um... All his friends are surprised that he actually wrote any kind of music because they thought he was tone deaf. Pretty that was true. And he was actually a pretty prominent lawyer in Washington. So he didn't support the war. So he was against going to war in 1812. That's what I thought in my head, but I read it backwards. I thought you said he was against... All right, never mind. Foolish mistake. Just like dying in level 500 times. What, Johnny? Yes? You know what? I'm going to do this one next because this one was almost spoiled by the listeners. There was a prequel to this game. Keyword prequel. Are you listening? I am. Keyword prequel. Made in 1993 for the NES. It was called Solomon's Key 2 pretty much everywhere except North America. What was the North American name for their prequel? For the prequel. Yes. Okay. Was it A, Rooms of Despair, B, Fire and Ice, C, Dana's Quest, it's B, it's B. or D, Castlevania 3? That's B, right? That's the prequel to this game. Yeah. <laughs> See, the fans yeah. the fans spoiled it, but I was hoping you were thinking of sequel, not prequel. No. Yeah. So Fire and Ice, graphically, it looks a lot more appealing to me, but I've yeah. not played it. Trevor, number three, we're playing the eBay game for you. Uh, I'm going to bring up something that's for sale currently, no. and it's a buy it now price. Uh, this one, I'll be honest with you, this one's a buy it now or best offer, but they have a number up here. Okay. <sighs> If you get within $5,000 of their asking price, I will give this to, question Good to you. Good grief. Trevor, you are going to bid <laughs> on the turnkey automotive sales and service business real estate inventory equipment. I'm going to read to you what, what exactly that is. It's Route 7 Auto Sales and Service for Sale. It's the actual business okay. in the house. Located at, and it's got the place, it's in New York. Turnkey Automotive Sales and Service, excellent opportunity on busy state highway and is on a residential commercial area. The only buy here, pay here, it's a car lot. I may have worked at one of those before, so take it for what it's worth. Wow. In the area established over 20 years ago, and it's very profitable. Uh, it includes all inventory and contracts. Vehicles are all paid for. There's no floor plan. So he's throwing in all the cars Holy and stuff, heck. too. 
You gonna tell uh, me how many cars it is? Excellent traffic flow and exposure. <clears throat> parking available for over sixty-five cars, plus customer and employee parking. Uh, there's a one and a half base service garage area equipped with a lot of things to it that I don't understand because I don't know that world. Uh, it's also the eight. It was built in the eighteen hundreds. Holy cow! Dwelling is has been modernized and converted into an office and two apartments. So you're bidding on all this, Trevor. All this. What is their asking price? Can you give me a ballpark? How many cars are included? It doesn't actually say. Yeah. Twenty nine million. You put it here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you what it looks like. That's it. Looks like a house. It was converted. Oh wow. God, you say if I get it with him, what you'll give it to me? Five thousand. There's the there's the garage. I, I'm gonna modify my <laughs> number. Here's the cars. Oh yeah, that, that I'm gonna have to modify my number. <laughs> Here's is a better shot. I'm gonna say four million, which still seems crazy high. Trevor, I hate to tell you, yeah. you did not get it. They're actually offering. They're wanting this. For, that was your <laughs> We're terrible at podcasting. Well, to be fair, at least that one's your wife. Yeah. I only know that because her picture showed up. Trevor, they're asking how much for this game. This game. This, uh, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 399999 For just under $400,000, you can have yourself a nice uh, hotel slash car sales place. It's the weirdest car lot I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like a bargain to me. Yeah. Up in New York, if you want to go and start a business, wow. I know the place to go. Well, I know I got the Hobbit question right. That's the only one I got right. Correct. Did you get anything? You no, got one right. I got one right, so I could win with this. You could win with this one. I don't think the fans spoiled this one, though. You got to use your brain. Oh, no, we're in trouble. Or I am, at least. What is the final room of the game called? The Room of Constellations. Room of the Zodiac. Death. Solomon's Room. Room of Constellations. Room of the Zodiac. Death. Solomon's Room. All these sound like they would be right. So you did a good job with this one. Thank you. Only one of those is the correct one, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Uh... Death. It was Solomon's room. <laughs> Dang, that's the other one I was trying to yeah. choose between. It was so obvious I had to make the other ones tricky. Yeah. Death would have been more honest. Well, good job. You well, tricked, one to one, we tied. You tricked a guy who couldn't get past level seven in a Nintendo game. I'm okay tying. I thought we struggled. This is only one player game. With everything. But we struggled together. Yeah. So I'm okay struggling through the Bliss Quiz together. Same here. And, hey, Andrew. Yeah. My blood boiled playing this, but I'm actually really thankful. Um... I'm, I'm going to come back to this game. I, I'm glad he pushed me to finally pull it off the shelf and realize that I have not actually played it before. That's right. So, so this has been Solomon's Key. Trevor, before we show ourselves out, let's do our Patreon mentions. Yes, that was the other thing. Yep. I pulled it up. He's doing it now. <laughs> so our Patreon... Patrons? Patreon patrons on Patreon. Are, uh, some of the retro blisters have decided to support us. Yeah. They and, simply went to Patreon.com. Yep, and looked up. Retro Blist. That's what they did. So, thank you, Daniel Chavez. Gracias, my good sir. Michael Thompson. Donkey, my good sir. I said his name wrong so many times I ran out of ways to say it. Yeah. So I just make up garbage. Timoth- that's, that's the show. Timothy. Timothy McGowan. Uh, I already forgot. That's the only two ways I know how to say thanks in any other languages. Um, Alphavita said... <laughs> Oh, uh, Kiro Taco Bell? That sounds yeah. right. Okay. Uh, Andrew Coed. Uh, I want to thank him, but then I was 
mad at him for playing this, and then I was thanking him again for playing this. This game really did make us feel idiotic. There's a love and hate with this game. Yeah. Caleb Dixon. Thank you, my good sir. We appreciate it. Christopher M. Scholes. Thank you, my good sir. We appreciate it. I want to do like a food thing with all of our people. Like Christopher Kellogg is easy. But Christopher Scholes, the only Scholes I know, I think is tobacco. And I don't yeah. know if that's really appropriate for the show. Uh, and also, who so, wants to be called tobacco? Chewing tobacco at all. I mean, they so get we'll spit just spit out. Pretend and I never said that. Okay, good idea. Jason Wilson. Thank you, Jason. It is, like I said before, very much. Appreciated. Appreciate it. <laughs> Keith Farnham. Thank you, our good buddy Keith. For uh, Keith, the the French horn. F- Farnham. Oh, you're trying to say something with Farnham. Yeah. <laughs> What's He's... a food that starts with F? <laughs> Fritos. <laughs> we give up. But also, I like Fritos. We'll last, always last, because of the way Patreon. Sorts the names. Yeah. But not least, Mike Vito. Mike Velveeta shells on cheese Vito. Vito has just one of the coolest last names. I love that. Yeah, it is really great. Yeah. It's way better than I said uh, that last name on the last episode that I got caught out for. Oh, uh, what was it? It Vamos? was Andrew. I think it was Andrew's friend. But I said it way wrong. Vado. Vado. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I had it right. No matter how off he said I was. There's nothing right about this show. There's nothing right about me in general. But that's okay. Johnny, I don't really have anything clever to say to end the show out. I don't either. We should just like just get up and leave. I am excited about next week's episode. Oh, let's preview that real quick. Yeah. Next week is a special, special episode. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a guest. I think we will. So mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure we will. And on top of that, their uh at games is well known for making the plug and play systems. I got my hands on a Sega Genesis one, and they're also well known for not only having uh, original Sega Genesis games already built into the system, but also they'll throw in some games of their own, I guess is the best way to put it. And we're going to play some of those games that were just kind of thrown in as extra. Like last minute thrown in games on a third party Console plug and play system. Only on Retro Blist. (laughs) Only on Retro Blist. We're going to review those with Fine Tooth and Comb for the next week's episode. So thanks for joining us. Again, we really appreciate all you Retro Blisters out there. Thanks a mighty, mighty much. And as I say that, Trevor, let's just kind of leave. What do you think? See you later. Yep. Adios. (laughs) 